Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning, everyone. This is Tonya Rivers. I will be your host today on NABWIC Talks with Block Talk Radio. I have our very special NABWIC's own, um, my co-host, Mr. Gerald Barnes. Um, in the studio, Ms. Jackie Perry, Ms. Ursula Odom. We have a very, very exciting show for you today. So let's go back, go to a quick commercial, and then we'll get into our show today. Greetings. My name is Catrell McNeil. I am the Chief Customer Experience Officer with Customer Habitat, a business architecture experience firm. I participate as the National Communications Chair and the Texas Area President. I am appreciative and excited about how NAVWIC is working to build more opportunities for women of color in construction. It is important for me to support women having a voice in construction because women have been in this industry for many years. And I believe it is an honor to help build many opportunities, not only in construction, but healthcare, education, and more. My name is Catrell McNeil. Please join us in celebrating women in construction. All right, everybody, welcome back. I told you that we had a wonderful show planned for you today. So the Ladies in Red did something very wonderful this month um, for Women's History Month. Uh, in celebration of Women's History Month, NABIC collaborated with the United States Department of Transportation during a team and talk session on how to strategically leverage small businesses in the area of federal uh, construction and contracting. So it was just so wonderful. It was great for these wonderful organizations to collaborate and for us to do what we are known for, which is to strategically place um, businesses and also um, establish opportunities for businesses in the construction industry. So today we are going to feature one of NABWIC's own who spoke during this session, Ms. Tina White. Ms. Tina White is South Florida's NABWIC member um, and she's also the only black woman in Palm Beach County who is a commercial tire dealer for Michelin. 
But Tina does not play around. She is also the CEO and founder of Tina's Green Energy Solutions, LLC. And in this segment, she's going to share information about the electrification of vehicles and the infrastructure opportunities coming to our minority businesses. So I want you to sit back, please relax, and, and enjoy the show. Um, if you love what you hear and you're not a member, go to our website at nabwick.org and join us. All right? Hope you like it. Thank you. Um, I would like to now introduce to you Ms. Uh, Tina White. She's the president. CEO and founder of Tina's Tires, uh, as well as Tina's Green Energy Solutions, LLC, and Brilliant Mind Strategies, Inc. Tina White is a university graduate with a BS degree in print journalism from historical black universities and um, such as Florida A&M. Um, and I think it's very, um, ex we are so appreciative to have her because she is our resident excellent expert when it comes to electric Electric, the electrification of vehicles um, and some of the infrastructure components and opportunities that are coming forth to our businesses. And what's so incredibly exciting about this um, to our organization is the fact that there are opportunities to enter this space and to grow economically, professionally, um, and businesses at so many different levels. Um, so whether it's getting certifications um, to support with the installation of EV vehicles or the tires, um, or if it's your business, you have, you know, you're an electrical contractor and you have the capacity and experience within your workforce to install these electric uh, vehicle charging stations. The opportunities are here, um, and we have our resident expert, Ms. Tina Maria White, um, who again is the president, CEO, and founder of Tina's Tires. So, Ms. Tina, without further ado, we are so appreciative to have you here and for you to be our resident expert. And we're looking forward to learning more about bipartisan, the bipartisan infrastructure law and opportunities with USDOT regarding the National Electric Vehicles Infrastructure Projects. Ms. Tina? Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I think for women in particular, this is the most exciting time for us to wealth and to grow our businesses and to have a generational legacy. The bipartisan infrastructure law, um, I probably have read it in details about four times. It's about a 300-page document, and it includes way more things than, than people really understand. One of the key components of the bipartisan infrastructure law is electrification. And so as manufacturers start to build electric vehicles, they have to be charged. And in order to uh, stimulate the economy and to, and to get consumers to buy electric vehicles, they have to have the uh, opportunity to know that when they drive, they're not going to have uh, charging anxiety because there are not enough public charges to charge their cars and trucks with. And in order for also the large fleets like the Amazons, the UPSs, um, Old Dominion, Walmart, Coca-Cola, in order for them also to contribute to a zero carbon footprint, they need electric vehicle charging stations. And that is why the infrastructure law has allowed funding for $7.5 billion that will go to DOTs, state DOTs across the country to be put, utilized to install electric vehicle charging stations 
every 50 miles on public highways. And for women in particular who are in electrical contracting, engineering, construction, and community outreach um, uh, programs or job capacities, business capacities, this is your time to really go after some large opportunities. Next slide, please. A part of this program, the state DOT NEVI project, it requires that the electric vehicle chargers install, which are going to be level three chargers, they have to comply with Buy American compliance. And what that means is that they must demonstrate that 55% of all assemblies of iron and steel enclosures are manufactured in the United States. And there are documents that have to be signed by the EV charging station manu uh, manufacturers attesting that their assemblies, iron and steel enclosures have met that Buy America compliance. This is the opportunity that the federal government is giving to bring back manufacturing, which will also create jobs in underserved communities uh, that have not existed because all of our manufacturing has been done in foreign countries. Next slide, please. The following 10 states have received the most funding for, from the $7.5 billion for the DOT NEVI project. And they are Texas, which received a little bit over 4,000, California, about 383,000, Florida, close to 200,000, New York, 175,000, Pennsylvania, 171,000, excuse me, I'm saying thousand, millions, ladies, millions, millions, please remember it's millions. Illinois, 148 million. Ohio, 148 million. Georgia, 135 million. Michigan, 110 million. North Carolina, 109 million dollars. And these dollars will be sent out through what is known as P3, Public Private Partnerships. And what that means is that the the state DOTs are asking private, uh, publicly traded corporations <laughs> to partner with them, provide their solutions <clears throat> by using their upfront dollars, and then they will be reimbursed 80% after the jobs have been completed, after the installations have been completed. The RFP solicitations are very important for all of us to track each DOT. You can go on their uh, state website and sign up for notifications that will allow you to know when they're having webinars to discuss <coughs> how the DOT in that state <coughs> is going to implement their um, infrastructure program for the EV charges every 50 miles. Why, so far, what we're seeing in the solicitations and what is coming and who are coming to the table to participate. The solicitation is going to have solicitation specifications that state a number of things. 
And this is why you'll see why it's only a few major corporations that are in a unique position to participate. The next slide, please. These are the requirements that you will see uh, resoundingly in most of the state solicitations. The properties must be owned or leased within one mile of a designated public highway. Properties must be able to provide EV charging and other conveniences 24 hours. So they want a person to be able to come and charge their vehicle, but also go into that store, be able to use Wi-Fi, buy a hot dog, soda, sandwich, and do whatever they need to do so they're not just looking at the clock worrying about how fast the car is being charged. The good news, though, is that the level three chargers are designed to charge within 15 to 30 minutes, and they will charge six vehicles, a combination of trucks, vans, or our own uh, private SUVs and cars uh, within 15 to 30 minutes. The um, solicitations also require for our safety, which is very important, 24-hour on-site security or 24-hour surveillance security cameras. There must be also 24-hour access to public bathrooms. The property owners or leases of those properties must be able to afford upfront costs for 12 to 24 months while their infrastructure and installation projects of electric vehicle charging stations level three are being installed. Once those charges are installed, the state will come out and verify that they are running in accordance to the requirements of their solicitation, and that is when the companies will be allowed to invoice the state, and if they invoice the state and the state has approved their invoices, they will receive 80% reimbursement from that state DOT for the installation of those level three chargers every 50 miles. Next slide, please. Um, can we go back to a slide that talks about who are going to be the um, companies that will be charging? Well, I'll just share with you what, okay. On the, what's important to understand when you think about w what properties are within one mile of a designated highway, there are traditional gas stations and stores we go into every day to put, you know, gas into our current non-electric vehicles. So they are uniquely positioned to be the prime who will respond to the solicitation. And now we'll talk about how do you get on those prime teams. I'll tell you from firsthand experience, it's not easy. Uh, it is a constant commitment of your time daily to read as much as possible about the industry, listen to the webinars on the state DOT so you see who's signing in, who's responding to their RFIs, requests for information, and to be very intentional and self-promoting and marketing of your services directly to decision makers. Now, 
when I talk about decision makers, we could spend a lot of time. We could actually spend a year or more of time actually speaking to the wrong decision makers. And as minority-owned businesses in particular, we've gotten caught in a um, bittersweet position with uh, diversity, inclusion, and diversity, equity, inclusion um, persons within certain corporations. And oftentimes, I'm not sure if they're there to open the doors or to keep the doors closed. However, it's our job to know when we're reaching a brick wall and the door is not going to get open to that particular person and to know how to find the real decision maker and knowing how to pivot. In most companies, like a Shell, a BP, a Wawa, um, a Marathon, any of the traditional uh, large corporations that have fueling stations within a mile of a public highway, they're going to also have a dedicated electrification team. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. I have been able to find those persons on LinkedIn by simply Googling on LinkedIn who is the electrification team for Shell. And more than likely, they're going to be that will pop up, and then you have to dig deeper to find out if that is the correct person in order for you to start the conversation. In order to start the conversation, be very intentional about what you want to tell them about your company in the very first paragraph and also in the subject line. I have been highly successful I would say a 98% success rate in getting decision makers on LinkedIn at a very high level, presidents, senior vice presidents, global vice presidents, to respond to me because I am very um, intentional on what I say in my subject line of the communication and in my very first paragraph. They know what I want in my very first paragraph. I want to be on your team, and this is what I offer, and this is the value I bring to your team. So you have to be, um, really have thought it out. You only have, you know, maybe 200 words or 
I don't know how many characters uh, LinkedIn gives you to, to get that message. But I've been successful that normally within 30 minutes to the most 24 hours, that person has responded back with me with their email within their corporation asking for my capability statement. And that's how the conversation starts. There are also a number of conferences on electrification. There is one called EV Charging Summit and Expo that starts March 29th through the 31st in Las Vegas. It's not too late to sign up um, and participate with that. But all of the major players that will be responding to the DOT state and every project uh, will be there. Um, there will also be people from government agencies there, such as GSA, uh, General Service Administration. And just uh, for information purposes, the General Services Administration control 9,000 federal buildings, and they buy two-thirds of all federal fleets. Um, that comes to about 200,000 combination trucks, vans, and work um, and, and vehicles. And so I am an avid reader. I start my day six days a week at 5 a.m. I suggest others do the same, but I also suggest that you read everything you can get your hands on, including the bipartisan infrastructure law from cover to cover. Read everything on the state DOT site that they have a site that will give, take you directly to um, the DOT Navy projects for the electrification for EV chargers. They have a way in which you can sign up so you'll get ongoing communication. It's a heavy uh, lift, but you have to make an internal decision that this is a lift you want to make. And if you make that decision, if you can supply construction material, electrical material, electrical vehicle chargers, and related material, that's an opportunity for you to be a subcontractor on with that prime team. If you are also providing installation and infrastructure services, which I do under my company, Tina's Green Energy Solutions, I'm currently contracting with Amazon, installing EV chargers for their employees in their um, warehouses and fulfillment centers around the country. I provide those same services for power companies and other corporations, including um, NovaCharge, which is a manufacturer of EV chargers that supply Amazon with their EV chargers. If you are in a general contractor or, or an engineer, there's opportunities for construction as well as for engineering services. And most importantly, the one that everybody is struggling with, with as prime is how do they implement the mandatory requirements for the Justice 40 initiative? The Justice 40 initiative is, in my um, experience and history of being a business owner since I was 25 years old, is the most important legislation for underserved communities um, than any legislation I've ever seen come forth. 
And what the Justice for the Initiative means is that every time that submits a response to a state DOT NEVI project, they are mandated by President Biden's executive order that 40% of all the, the level three chargers must be installed in underserved communities. And how do you know what is an underserved community? You can simply go to the SBA website um, for the HUBZone website of the, at SBA and put in a zip code, and that zip code will give you a check mark if that is a hub zone community, which is a historically underutilized uh, business zone. If it has a hub zone check mark that, yes, it is, then it also means that it's an underserved community and it must receive 40% of all the level three EV chargers um, that the state DOTs will reimburse the primes for at 80% of their expenditures. Primes must also conduct extensive outreach to stakeholders in the underserved community, implement on-the-job on training, and an apprenticeship program. So the Justice 40 is also intentionally saying, as you are receiving this windfall of $7.5 billion that is going to be redistributed back to private and publicly traded corporations who are going to have to install electric vehicle charging stations on their property in order to capture persons that are going to be leaving diesel and gasoline, they're now giving them 80% of that cost that would have been theirs as a business 100%. So the federal government is now saying, we want you not only to help us help the world become electrified in the United States, we also want you to help us train persons to have sustainable opportunities for career paths in electrification. There is a tremendous need for apprentices and for people straight out of high school that are not on a career path to learn how to install electric vehicle chargers under the experience and leadership of a licensed electric contractor and a journeyman. So this is, uh, to me, the most important legislation I've seen. I am a HUBZone certified SBA business. I am in an underserved community that is 70% black, a 28% below poverty rate, and I intentionally hire people that are unemployed underemployed or simply are overlooked, even ex-offenders, because majority companies will not give them an opportunity to learn and grow within their businesses. So um, anyone that has any of these uh, particular skill sets, I highly encourage you to start doing the work. Um, I will tell you that um, state DOTs will tell you that these solicitations will go out 
every year from 23 through 26. However, business experience says that when a prime has a team, that's the team they're going to continue to stay with throughout the entire length of this funding. So don't sit on this. This is uh, a time to act very uh, intentionally urgent to find out who these primes out are, how to get before them. And how can USDOT help us? USDOT can help us by actually bringing those primes to a matchmaker so they can meet us in person in Washington, D.C. They know firsthand what our capabilities are and they have firsthand opportunities to incorporate us uh, from the very first uh, response to any state DOT. Ladies, I also encourage you to be certified in multiple states if you have the capacity. These are large projects. They're not going to be broken down for very, very small companies. And so you might uh, have to have partners in other states, but it's very um, a doable uh, undertaking if you commit the time and the resources to get it done. Thank you so much to our resident expert, Ms. Tina White. We appreciate your leadership, um, how thorough you are and how dedicated you are to making sure that you have the facts and the intentional action items um, that we can take to really benefit from these opportunities. It's one thing to know about something, um, but to actually have an opportunity to know what are some steps. So we appreciate you um, sharing those tips on how you build relationships and how you reach out and identify the actual decision makers. I'm very appreciative of what you shared about um, connecting with diversity, equity, and inclusion um, folks from organizations. Um, sometimes it can be beneficial and sometimes it's not. Um, and that speaks to the capacity building that needs to happen all the way around. Oftentimes, um, when we speak with agencies and we speak with larger prime firms as an organization, we're constantly hearing about this capacity building for small businesses. Well, some business, small businesses don't need any more capacity building, but some of the larger prime organizations and even agencies, they need some capacity building to identify how can they effectively and progressively work with small businesses. Um, and so I think that that was an excellent point, and I think that we are doing everything that we can as an organization um, to make sure that we are bridging those gaps and we are providing that voice and that advocacy um, from, the, from, from business owners. So thank you so much, Tina. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.